Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster. And Real Life Moms is a podcast where real moms have conversations about real life issues that parents deal with every day. Our mission is to connect moms by talking about these topics and to continue our conversation through our Real Life Moms Facebook group, where we'd love for you to become part of our community. Today, I'm switching it up. I invited two teens to our show today, Alex and Emma, and they are going to share their perspective of being a teen, what they need from us as parents, and how we can communicate better with them. Hi, Alex. Hi, Emma. Welcome to Real Life Moms. Hi. Hi. I'm really excited to have you girls here today. We're um, excited um, to be here. Um, obviously, this podcast is usually we're talking to moms, right, about day-to-day issues. But, you know, last week I did an episode on maintaining a close relationship with teens. And it kind of got me thinking that maybe we actually needed some teens. So you guys up for that challenge? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What does it feel like to be a teen today? I mean, there's so much going on in the world. I don't know. I think I like the idea of being a teenager, but I think that right now with everything that's going on in the world, it's definitely hard. Being a teen right now is just like really stressful and like, especially with so many restrictions, it's like there's almost like this expectation you want to live up to that you see, but like you cannot do that right now. Yeah, it's like adults expect you to be able to act the same way except like with COVID and with fire that just happened. And there's all these like extra things that you have to add to the expectation you were already living up to. And I like, it definitely Mm. depends on your parents because I know that like for some people, their parents are definitely a lot like less giving them independence. But I know that like, it's difficult for like your parents to, you know, want you to be independent and want you to get a job, but then also like to have all these other restrictions on your life. It's difficult to live up to the expectation of like being as independent as they want you to be, but then still listening to all the rules that they want you to follow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it basically feels like there's you're saying like live your life, be your own person, make your own choices, but live under my rules. Yeah, like still follow yeah. my rules, just do your own it, thing too. You know, it's funny because when I was about to talk to you, I was trying to think, you know, back to being a teen and and you guys are totally right. It is such a hard time because you have so many rules to follow. And it's just, just your parents, right? You have rules at school, yeah. you know, and at home. And you're also kind of touching this. You're going to be independent. So it's like you're kind of caught in the middle. So, yeah, I, I totally understand that. that. That is a hard place. It's funny also listening to it because teens, you always think they want to be independent. They want to go out and try all these things. But are you saying that you still need a little help with that? Or maybe you don't want to be as independent? Or <laughs> well, I think you, that what, like, is it, what are you saying? <laughs> I think it's a medium that you have to balance because I think that independence comes with an understanding of like your parents still being there to help you and I think what becomes difficult is that your parents sometimes want you to be independent but then like you know like you'll be able to be independent like you'll go do your own thing but then you come home and they're like okay like give me your phone it's time to go to bed and it's like you want them to find a good balance between giving you your independence and still being there to like consult because if you don't have your parents and like you know they know a lot more than you but you want to still be able to live your own life not necessarily though like it it just it it feels so hard to like prioritize all your needs. Like it yeah. it feels so hard to prioritize. Like I, sometimes I even feel guilty sometimes because it's like I need to be able to prioritize my social life, mm-hmm. my like mental health, and being alone and just having time for myself while still getting good grades at school and making new friends and doing activities, and then coming home. And sometimes I just want to be by myself, but like I. I also need to make time for my family and I feel like Mm. bad if I feel bad if like 
the, uh, the family's like, oh, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, no, I'm tired. I feel guilty because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm running out of time. But at the same time, I need, I like, I know I need the time for myself. And then, and then I'll feel bad because like, I'll choose other things. But like, it's not mm-hmm. a personal thing. It's just, I need to like balance my own time. It's overwhelming yeah. to have to deal with it by yourself. Well, and and it's funny you're saying all this because I think that's exactly how personally I feel as a parent, right? So I feel exactly the same way. Is like I come home, I've been at work all day, and then I have some things that I'd like to do or be by myself, but then I feel guilty because I haven't seen the kids. You know, so I feel the same way you do, actually. That guilt of not, you know, prioritizing maybe my family or that time just because I have some other things I actually wanted to do. So it's interesting that we feel the same way. Right? But it, but it's almost like sad because we're leaving soon. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we're Two running years. out of time. Well, and you know, it, it, you're running out of time being in the house, right? Because around yeah. 18, you're going to probably go to college, both of you, and then you kind of start this life. But, you know, I have to say, I expect and what I've heard from other parents is that it gets better, right? I mean, yes, you'll be independent. And yes, you'll go off to college and have your own home and families eventually. But it's not like we're still not there. I mean, I talk to my mom, like a few times a week, you know, and still ask for her opinion and still ask for her help with things. So I mean, once you're a kid, a daughter, you're gonna always be a daughter, even if you're like 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. I think like, what you just said, though, about how like, we feel the same way. I think that that's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of parents have to understand is like, it's not like their kids want to shut them out. They just want to feel like their parents understand the way that they're feeling. So Emma, how do you think parents can do that? How, like, how can we open up that communication? Because I definitely think with teens, it's sometimes hard to really communicate in the moment. Well, I think that like a lot of times it can feel overwhelming to have your parents like not really put pressure on you, like intentionally, but like unintentionally, like. You know, Mm because even if your parents, like, don't really care a lot about, like, grades, it's still, like, you still want to impress them. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I think it's just important to remember that, like, if your kid seems like they're spending a lot of time in their room, like, or, like, spends a lot of time on their phone, like, don't get mad at them. Like, it's not something that we're doing on purpose. It's just, like, it can get so overwhelming to try to deal with everything at once. But, like, sometimes we just, like, need to feel like you understand instead of feeling like you need us to figure it out. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So and so you're mentioning the phone. I think a lot of parents have issues with the phone. They feel like they kind of lose their child in it because of social media. They're always on their phone. You know, parents feel a little like, okay, they're not engaging in the family. What what would you say about I think it's yeah. important to spend time like not on your phone with your family, but I think there's like mm-hmm. a like it's not a super clear line, but I think that there's definitely a line between like your parent being like like give me your phone, I'm taking your phone, like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to be on it right now and being like hey, I know that your phone's super important to you, but would you be willing to, like, spend some time with her family? Like, I'm totally open to, like, whatever you want to do, but, like, I'd really love to spend some time with you. Well, Mm -hmm. also, Emma and I have very different phone boundaries. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, like, but I feel like we're the same in the sense of what we know when to put it down or not. Mm -hmm. Phones are a great communicative source. And I, I do think your generation and, you know, whoever was born in the phone age, I guess. Um, That's us. The first time yeah. came out in 2006. Oh, yeah. Oh, is, it, is it you? Okay. So, yeah, you, you guys, um, you know, I feel like you need that connection. You know, it, it almost 
I feel like when taking away a phone from a teen, and I don't know if this is a, a right thing or a wrong thing, but I almost feel like you guys are I feel more isolated, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Well, like, especially during now, like when the phone is and like any technology source is like one of the biggest ways we can have any social mm-hmm. aspect when like during COVID and stuff. Like I think it's really important to be able to put down your phone and like be where you are. But I also mm-hmm. think that like as hard as parents try to like understand that like our phones connect us it just a lot of parents I think have still this like mentality that social media is not good for you and Mm -hmm. while I like understand that what you see on social media can like really influence you I think Mm -hmm. that everybody that I know like I genuinely cannot think of a single person that isn't on social media that I know so like Mm -hmm. taking away our phones from us is literally like taking away our connection to the world yeah yeah I I mean I do agree with that Uh, someone once told me that you know when you punish your kid if you like say you do something and you're actually getting punished for this that the worst thing actually to do is take away the phone and I think that's the the go-to for most parents is to remove their phone but someone told me that because then they're already feeling down and then but we're really isolating them at a moment that you know normally I would need if I was feeling bad about something I would need to talk to a friend taking away a phone is is pretty it's it's intense for you guys to not have that. It's like your lifeline at this point. I think a lot of parents see it differently because yeah, like it's controversial. I, yeah, because I know that like my parents when they like mm-hmm. get mad at me or like they think that I'm like in a space where like mm-hmm. I'm not being myself, they take my phone because they think that like talking to my friends because like I think it's like very different like depending on the person. But like what a lot of parents kind of see it as is like your friends are only gonna like enhance your viewpoint. So like. Mm-hmm. If you're mad at your parents, then your friends are only going to support you. So I think it's like, I mean, I, yeah. I actually agree with you, but I think that it's like a really difficult thing to know, like when the right time to put your phone down is when you're in a bad state. Yeah. And I think there are different reasons why parents take away someone's yeah. phone. Um, but yeah, but they, but they do say, I can see it being very isolating without your phone. Cause I feel like that's your main communication to your friends, even, especially now. So Going into this pandemic, right? We're in a pandemic. We've been in it for years. Um, How do you feel changed what your teenage life kind of would have been if it didn't happen? Gonna be honest, I don't know how different it would be. Really? Well, well, I mean, for me personally, like, I definitely, well, okay, as of this year, though. Yeah, like, last year was a lot different. But uh, I would not be the same person. Yeah, like, last year when we were completely, like, online and it was just me and my family, like, that was, like, a really hard point in my life because, like, I I am a very social person, unlike my Mm -hmm. brother who is not. Like, he was okay. But (laughs) (laughs) because, but that's just because he has a different lifestyle. Like, his teenage years are going to be... Well, it's introvert versus extrovert. Yeah. Well, his... But the thing is, is his teenage years he enjoys is going to be online. Like, for me, I'm a social Mm -hmm. person and so only being able to connect through like a a one hour phone call or something like was just not enough for me for a full year. Like I I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy going out. I enjoy just other people around me. And that's something I couldn't have. And like, I feel like these years are so like short and stuff. And yeah, and these are like the biggest years, years you're going to like grow. I mean, college is probably the most you're ever going to like get experience from, but like, these are the years building up to that big one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just feel like already like two and a half, three years of that is gone. And I 
really don't know how much I could say I've done or learned from that. I have, I really have, but at the same time, like, there's so much that could have been filled in for that. I mean, like, if I think about it, I can remember, like, Alex and I talking about, like, in sixth grade being like, oh my god, like, I can't wait until we're teenagers, like, we're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna go to party. <laughs> yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. we're already almost 16, and, like, honestly, I spend most of my time, like, looking at my friends' stories and seeing that people are doing things and knowing that I can't because it's COVID, like, especially last year, mm-hmm. like, yeah. There's, I feel like when, like, you think of, like, a typical teenager, it's, like, super fun football games and, like, your friends. Like, last year, especially, like, I don't think I did any of that. Like, it's so hard to be able to do any of that, knowing that, like, you're potentially putting people's, like, not lives at risk, because especially a lot of people are, like, vaccinated now. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, like, health and safety, like, it doesn't feel normal. And especially, like, even, like, just not seeing people's faces at school, like, there's just so Mm -hmm. much that's different about it. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you're meeting people that you have never seen their full face, right? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so it sounds like, though, that what you would be doing differently is kind of just going out more and yeah I think definitely for like extroverts like I mean I know like that I'm pretty extroverted like (laughs) it's it's a lot easier to like like even if you're like talking about like mental illness like it's so much easier to be like sad and mopey when you're like in your room by yourself like I think that the best thing that a lot of people Mm. can do for themselves when they're like having a hard time is like get outside and it's so difficult to do that in a time where like everyone's wearing masks and you have to stay six feet away from each other no that's true and even just touch like hugging your friends and things like yeah. that because yeah. right? like, that um, was probably the both, hardest thing yeah both of us are love language I'm yeah <laughs> definitely and that's when the, and when you don't get that for mm-hmm. a full year and a half that's insane during like eighth grade and like we weren't allowed to like hug like we we had to like touch our feet together yeah we did like (laughs) the feet high five yeah and like that was like the most contact that I got with anyone like that entire year and that's just like so like detrimental to like your mental health especially if like hugs or something because like hugs like isn't it like scientifically proven or something that like hugging for 30 seconds like releases endorphins into your brain so just like not having that was like really difficult. You know, like every year you grow, right? And you kind of gain these new skills. Do you think you've actually lost anything, um, you know, being in the pandemic and not having that typical year or two as a teen? You know, would you be more independent, do you think, than you are now? Would you, you know, just I think have school wise? Yeah. school school wise oh so like academics you feel like yeah because like our eighth grade was cut short and then like our ninth grade like I don't think I learned like anything last year just because like no one was used to online and it was just really difficult so like mm-hmm. I feel like there's this whole like chapter that's like super important of like school that we just like completely missed I'd say friendships because yeah, like true. during the COVID time like when we were like in full isolation, like I think my my vision on friendships changed since I wasn't being surrounded by people like I really knew. And so like going into new friendships, I didn't have like, I didn't remember how that was and how to see through people and like who they really were to me. I mean, I think that like you mm-hmm. and I both had like super unhealthy friendships during COVID because I think that like, especially not hanging out with people, like people can be so fake online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it got to a point where, like, even Emma and I had, like, our dips and stuff and friendship. Yeah, but, like, like, we didn't talk for, like, two months. <laughs> but, like, we always, like, came back yeah. to each other. Yeah. So, I mean, are you feeling that now that things, I mean, we're still in COVID and we're still masked and everything, but do you feel that the social part is improved? Do you feel like you're kind of getting back into your 
self? Well, yeah. I think it's difficult because like for a while, like at the end of the summer and like over summer, like I think there was even a few weeks where like we didn't have a mask mandate anymore. So I yeah, think that like it was now. really hard because things felt normal again. And mm-hmm. then like no one really ever like we still haven't had like a two week thing. Like let's knock on wood that they don't put us back into quarantine. But like literally like it's just it feels really hard to like go from last summer mm-hmm. where we didn't have to like really quarantine or like do anything COVID like to now like come back and like know that as much as we want to do this stuff like now we have like a new variant out and so like mm-hmm. even if we do want to go to parties and do want to hang out with our, with our friends like it's still dangerous I mean yeah. I agree with that but like at the same time like especially going into this school year where like things were better I definitely had the opportunity to like meet new people and I have a great friend group in school mm-hmm. and stuff and it led me to meeting more people outside but like now that we're kind of going back in it's like at least I'm going in with more people that are either either new people or people like I definitely know are just like my forever friends so it's a little bit of a different situation than the first time around but yet it sounds like it's still mentally hard because you went from kind of feeling like you were almost done in the summer to now like being pulled back and it kind of taking yeah. another round. So that's definitely hard. What what would you consider your top pressures in in being a teen? Um, relationships with anybody. So yeah, social expectations. Yeah. So social like relationships. So um, so friends, boyfriends. Yeah. What do you, you know, girlfriends? What do you? What's your what kind of relationships all of it it's like like the easiest way to describe it is like you don't want to let down anyone and like it's hard to read people especially like over like text like it's so easy to like misinterpret something Mm -hmm. so you just you constantly want to like you know like have the perfect friendships like have a good friend group like you know like have a boyfriend like you just want to have like good relationships which is really hard to do when you're trying to keep it all up at once so really the social part which sounds like it should be the most fun part of being a teen right is is the most pressure well it's not even like like act like physically like literally social it's more like like society social like you want to like what you see on social media you want to be like you want to fit a beauty standard you want to have a good you want you want to have a good group of friends you want to have a specific adventure plan you want to have good grades in school you want to go to a good college you want to have the perfect clothing like like it's so easy to see a post or like see mm -hmm. a life that someone's living and then just like look at the way that people are commenting about it and be like oh well like I want that for myself and for me personally like I I like for me personally that's something that is important to me when it really should not be but Mm -hmm. I like to impress myself and others I've always been that way and and people have told me like you you shouldn't care so much like people don't care that like you just you care Mm -hmm. too much and I think I care more than more most people should Mm -hmm. but that is just who I am (laughs) but it is it is tough I mean so that's one thing at least as parents we did not have all this social media in our face I mean we had magazines of pretty people and and things like that that played a part but this is non-stop 24 7 and you're also seeing people who you know that you know, so it makes it very real. Um, But do you ever look at that social media and say, okay, I know that person isn't like this all the time, or those parties, I actually heard that, you know, they had a horrible time at that party, but even though it looks fun in social media, do you, do you ever like question the actual pictures they're posting to know that maybe that's not the full story? 
No, not really. <laughs> I think that see, I do just because, like, my mom's a therapist. So every single time yeah. when I see anything, she's like, well, is it real? <laughs> well, that's that's what my mom does, too. But, like, <laughs> when I'm in the moment, like, absolutely not. Like, I'm like, that party looked really fun. I wasn't even well, I definitely do that, too. I think it's more easy with, like, that people's person's lives. Really pretty. Why am I not that way? I think it's. I think it's really difficult when it's, like, something, like, not, like, physical, but, like, an activity almost. Like, you see, like, someone, like, posting in, like, you know, Italy or something. Like, you're going to want to go to Italy. You know, with, like, beauty standards, like, everything, like, goes in taking a photo. Like, angles. Like, it's so easy to feel ugly when, like, every single photo that anyone posts is so, like, like carefully curated, you know? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anybody post ugly pictures? Of, you know, like, they're just... They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> That's on the secret accounts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, why is everyone so pretty? Why can't they just post their sweats and they just rolled out of bed? Um, I like. But, I don't know. That's a I, good I don't know. Question. I think it's because like people just like people want to impress. People want to feel validated. Mm-hmm. Like we all know like how good it feels when like someone comments on your post and they're like, like "Oh, you're, you're so, so pretty." pretty. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do that too. I, I, you know, I'll post something and I'm like, Oh, I got a like, you know, it's just addicting. <laughs> right. And I get like, one like you guys got like a thousand likes, but, um, but I can see how it gets addicting, but I don't understand why it's so, in, you know, I don't get why it's so important even to me to get a like, you know, um, but you guys, this is your world. That's, that's what you're living in. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of pressure to see all these, beautiful posts and want to be like that and want to be like school does school stress you out at all is it just a is yeah, it yeah. <laughs> so, much. so much now is that a social thing as well or is that more grades or what is that for me like I'm actually pretty happy with like the social aspect of school I'm a very social person I bounce around with, like every type of group and I feel really stable with a group of friends I have and with the activities I do but like I go to a school where the standards of good enough is A's. And mm. if you have anything below an A or a high, even a high B enough, and th- and that's what it feels like. A 4.0 GPA, which is amazing at any school, is mm-hmm. does not feel good enough at my school. And so like being or being in no advanced classes is not good enough. I'm a very average student. I get good enough grades. I get a, more than a, more than good enough grades mm-hmm. but I put so much pressure on myself when I'm hearing my friends stress out that they got like a B on their very advanced test or something mm-hmm. and then I'm like or like they're like I have a 4.8 GPA I'm not going to this college and I'm like well I have this GPA like I just want to go to college yeah <laughs> it's hard <laughs> yeah that is a lot of stress and it sounds like it's coming less from maybe less from teachers and parents but more from peers is that is that right or no yeah my teachers I mean a lot of my teachers I feel like are pretty understanding of kids like kids to be able to like live their lives on the weekends and stuff and not have school on their mind but I just feel like that's such a priority that like school should always be on the mind I think that for me like the pressure that I feel at school is like not really about grades because like I mean, I'm, I'm happy with my grades. Like, of course, I still like stress out like a lot about it. But for me, it is more like social because not everyone that goes to my school is like, super nice. Like, I love my friends at school so much. But I think that especially because I live right next to my school. So it's like, really want to have a good community of people there. Mm-hmm. But I think especially like during COVID, it was super hard to make friends like online. And then like coming back, I felt like, like for me, I kind of like lost a little bit of like my confidence in making mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just like trying to like get back on that like oh like I can 
still like have a group of friends and like have a social life at school you know mm-hmm. I saw like especially I felt this way like a few months ago like I saw a lot of people from my school like posting like going to parties or like going on these fun trips and I just like didn't really feel like I had a group of friends and I think that it's really easy to feel that way like mm-hmm. especially like in a time that's like right now when like pretty much like not everything but like a lot of things are on social media and like a lot of things are online so like all that you're seeing is like what other people are doing mm-hmm. so it's just like it's easy to feel like you don't have that many friends so here's another thing okay so you go to school you're you've got your grades right that you're worried about some more than others um you got your social stuff that you worry about and then you come home and then you know you have your family stuff that whether it's chores or things that your parents are asking you on top of everything how does that feel i mean you've had a whole day at school god only knows what happens there it sounds like a lot between the grades and the other friendships that are happening or not happening and then you come home and maybe your parents are asking you to help out with anything like clean your room or do something like that i mean what does that feel like is that just a whole nother pressure for you yeah it's tiresome like i mean i usually cry at school every day so i get it out there but (laughs) (laughs) but like i just like my when I get home like I get home pretty late like after practices like at 6 30 it's already Mm -hmm. dark like all I want to do is eat and kind of be in my own space and then when I'm finally in my own space I need to do my homework and my homework can take a really long time and then it's like I feel the need to like spend time with family and stuff but then I I don't like like mentally can't do it if you think about it like we wake up at like seven or earlier yeah like 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 I wake up at like 6 30 on most days but like we wake up early like we get ready for school super quickly we go to school and all day we're trying to live up to social standards and school standards we're focusing in class and then like for both of us and I know that like a lot of kids have practice like you go to practice which is like insanely physically tiring yeah and like super long and then you get home and you know you have to like take the dogs out or do the dishes or whatever and you have to do your homework and so then like on top of that like having to like not like you want your parents to feel like you still like care about being with them Mm -hmm. but it's still so stressful to like have to live up to all of the expectations and then still live up to your parents expectations when you get home and then the weekend hits Mm -hmm. and it's like your time to spend time with family but like you want to see your see your friends and we come home we don't want to be jumped on by our kids to say oh mom can I have dinner or oh mom can you help me with this right you guys are saying the same thing you just want maybe to have a little space when you come home just to, you know, recoup, get some alone time and just do something else besides feeling obligated for something else to do after doing so much all day. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So here's a great question. I mean, what do you want to tell parents out there? If you can give advice as just being two teens that, you know, are going through it during a pandemic even, Um, what would you tell parents so that they can understand what you go through? I think probably something along the lines of like, like, I know that you don't think that our phones are good for us. And I know that you you like, don't think that spending all of our time with our friends is good for us. But if you can just like, cut us a little slack and give us the benefit of the doubt that we're trying our best. And like, sometimes like our best on one day is going to be so much less than our best on another day. So just like, if you can give us the benefit of the doubt, even if our hardest is only like 10%, because we're tired, like, 
we're still trying. Hey, I love that. I love that. And also, I, I think this is very um, enlightening for parents to hear, because I think what we forget is that, yes, you have, you know, all this stuff going on and all these pressures. But I honestly think parents feel the same as you do. Well, that's what I'm realizing. You know, I feel like we all feel that guilt of not hanging out enough with our families. And it sounds like you guys feel kind of bad not hanging out with the family because you also have other things that you want to be doing as well. And you also need self and downtime and that and that technically you guys are doing the best you can do. Right. Just as as parents, we are also doing the best that we can do in our situation. So it doesn't sound like it's that different, you know, (laughs) it's just in different phases, but we're both kind of going through similar things. Um, So that's just interesting. What would you say would be, what is the best thing about being a teenager after all these hard things that I've heard so far, because it sounds very stressful for being a teenager. And I know there are teens out there that enjoy being a teenager. So what what is the best thing about being a teen? Um, My favorite thing about about being a teenager is just living every day, like, unexpectedly. Um, I think that my favorite part about being a teenager is probably, like, those moments where, like, you have, like, a football game or a party, like, or at school, and you just, like, you feel like what, like, when I the say, like, moments. yeah, like, the, like you feel like what a teenager's supposed to feel like, you know, like, mm-hmm. when you're at, like, a party and you're having a lot of fun with your friends and you're not thinking about school, or, like, when you're, like, at a football <laughs> game and you, like, see, like, the stands are super full and I don't, like, but it's just like that one moment that you get every so often where you're just like truly happy like yeah. living like the life that you feel like you're supposed to be living football games is literally <laughs> was probably my favorite part of this entire school year so the far. homecoming game was the best yeah so football oh, games right. homecoming those things parties well there's just the game not yeah the there's this one night there's this one football game and like it was at the very end of the game and not many people were there because it was like one of the mid games in the season but like a couple of my friends were there and like one of their um one of my friend's little brother like he went out onto the football field after the game when everyone was like kind of leaving and just started and it was like raining out and he just started bouncing a balloon up in the air and just tossing it to himself and then me and my entire friend group went out in the middle of the field and just played with him and that was so much fun for like 20 minutes <laughs> and that was like Aww. one of my favorite memories i think for me it was like because and so i think like the best memory for me was like we were it was like the homecoming football game and everybody came because we were playing a bad team and we won and the entire like crowd stormed the field and like we ran to the other side of the field and like rang the bell and like we were all like singing our school song and that just like really like felt like normal. Yeah, I mean, both of those experiences sound like what a teen should be experiencing. Yeah. You know, I hope that you two have many, many more of those experiences in the next (laughs) year or two. But yeah, and I and I think I think it's good for parents to hear the other side. I don't think um, as parents, as much as we do communicate with our kids, we don't always listen fully um, into what the pressures you have every day. I think, especially as a mom, I feel like you know if something happens, I immediately want to help my child. I immediately kind of go right in and get very emotionally involved. So just hearing you guys talk in a way that you know, parents can just listen about all these pressures, I think is, is really important for us to hear, you know? I think I have one more thing I think parents actually should hear yeah. is that 
we can do it ourselves. Yeah. Like, Beautiful. Like, like we don't of... need you to control when we go to bed. No, not, I don't mean that. For me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, if I'm in a situation, mm. like, with a friend or just anything, like, in general, like, a personal situation, like, mm-hmm. I need, yeah, I'll go to my parents to talk about it. But I don't, and I'll ask them for advice, but I don't need them doing something for me like I I know what's gonna benefit me in that situation and I I mean I'll be independent about it and so and like I think some households and some families like they a parent like like you just said can get emotionally attached to a situation and so when something's not working for their kid like that that emotionally impacts them as well and that does not always lead to a, a good outcome so it sounds like we we need to trust you guys because yeah. yeah. you can, you can <laughs> actually, but you can actually handle more than we think you can. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's an important takeaway, which is, which is hard. I think trust is gained, right? So I think as long as that communication and, you know, it goes both ways, right? You trust us, we have to trust you, but Yeah, I think that's a big takeaway from today is that you can handle more than we think you can and that we need to trust that. And in most like situ in most in most homes, kids are like kids grow up to trust their parents like they majority of the time always do like even just getting in a car with them every day. Like that's a person they trust taking them to and from somewhere to I don't know, like literally anything just like it's grown to trust my like it's you grow up just knowing that you trust someone but i feel like for parents they have to learn to trust yeah rather than already knowing it i mean yes cuz we do have and i honestly even myself i don't know that i always do that you know as a parent you think you know you know best but but we don't always and sometimes we don't even know what we're doing honestly Sometimes we really have no idea in, in a situation and sometimes you guys do. So, so no, but it's true. I mean, it, it's, I'll, I'm going to put this out there. Parents do not always know the answers and most of the time they don't, you know, we are also learning how to be a parent at each phase. So I've never had a teen before until I have my teen. So just so you know, we're also learning. And I think that's sometimes why we feel like we'll need to have control because we don't know what we're doing. Not necessarily that you don't. Yeah. Well, you guys have been absolutely awesome. I loved talking to you and and having you guys on here today and appreciate your honesty and um, and just insight into being a teenager. And I, I do hope the pandemic decreases. I do hope your socialization <laughs> increases and your pressures just go away. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our show today. Listening to Alex and Emma's perspective of being a teen was really eye-opening for me. And it really made me realize how much pressure they go through every day. Come join us on our Facebook group so we can continue to talk about teens. And don't forget to follow Real Life Moms so you don't miss an episode.